He's whiny. <laughs> yeah, like he sounds like such a bitch. You can probably still hear my cat now because I'm I'm holding the mic up to him. But yeah, I can hear the cat when you did that. <laughs> he's not a huge fan of the mic. Okay, well, he's not making very many interesting noises for us. It's okay. We got the we got. Oh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> he makes such a uh, you know the upwards inflection makes it sounds like he's always asking you a question. He is asking questions. He's a good boy. Or I, do you say that to cats? No, you don't say that to cats. But um, <laughs> when now we got the now we got the intro. The shit drops. I, I was even working on my uh, on my podcast editing, my uh, video editing skills. I got the little like animation. Dude, we got we got like fifteen likes on that last episode at like hundred and fifty views. Yeah, that shit went because that new that new intro. People were we, people were really feeling it. Really going hard. Yeah, and I also did like a lot of like like video. Like I'm getting a little bit better at like using DaVinci. So then I'm doing some effects. And it, the production values, the production quality is going up dramatically. People are really feeling it. I have so many different things that are like on the back burner that have gotten uh, pushed off because, you know, this this thing with work lately getting swamped. But it's like, that'll be gone, hopefully. Uh, you know, maybe if we're lucky, maybe in one week, but definitely within two weeks, right? Because that's mm -hmm. that's the notice that we're giving them. Well, DaVinci is legitimately complicated. I'll say that. I It's like I learn... I feel like I'm back to like being a kid using like Photoshop or something where you like learn like one thing at a time. A lot of the photo editing software I use, like I use like Affinity Photo now and it's, mm. uh, you know, so it's there's just, there's way more resources on Photoshop, right? Photoshop has a way shittier user interface though, at least in terms of, you know, it's one of those user interfaces that you, you get can tell. Used to it. It, yeah, like it was made in the 90s and people carried it forward because they were mm -hmm. extremely used to it. But like if you had to go and redesign a user interface for a photo editing app in this day and age, it would not look anything at all like Photoshop. Yeah, no, Photoshop is just a it's, it's legacy build. Because like now if you change that too much, people are like, can you fucking not change? Like I've been using this program. One, I, get a, I get a new version of Photoshop every year for the last 25 years. Please don't change it. The most insane example of this, I think, was... Uh, do you remember the menu on iPhones? No, nope, like because I'm, you not, would open, I'm like, not a slave to Jill, Steve that's Jobs. That's true, I guess. But uh, so I, I got an iPhone. I got convinced to get an iPhone for the iPhone 7 generation. I got the iPhone 7 Plus, 128 gigabytes, matte black. And I was like, wow, what a beautiful piece of hardware. I'm so excited for this. And then... Uh, I, I realized everyone fucking hoodwinked me, man. iPhones actually like they they were not easier to use. I <laughs> no, they're definitely not. I don't know why it, they look sexy. Kind yeah. of. Yeah. Well, everyone was like, "Oh, like an idiot can use it. Like it's for grandmas. It's so easy to use." And then I went to use it, and like the first thing that I noticed was, you know, how, like on Android, there's a back button. Yes, there's like, no back button. And it's always in the same spot, right? Yeah. Like mm -hmm. Apple would have a back button, but it could be in any one of the four corners. So like all of the muscle memory you have of clicking the back button, like it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. You you have to click a different place in every app. It's not standard. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Like Apple has complete horizontal or complete vertical control over their entire 
production chain. They can force app developers to do anything. And it, ne- it never can, like, they never considered, okay, maybe we should have these people all put the back button in the same spot. In the exact same spot, yeah. Like, how did Android get this right? And then Apple for years and years and years did nothing to address it. Now it, it also is weird because Android does the override where your back button is, like, in the actual phone. And no matter what you're using, you can use back. Yeah. Like mine with the pixel, you can just slide the corner. And it yeah, really yeah. Well, what now, you're doing. now everything uses gestures and stuff like that. But the yeah. other thing, the other thing with that uh, iPhone that I got was the screen just sucked ass. Like it, it wasn't until recently that iPhones had decent screens at all. But for the iPhone Seven, it was literally like I, I was looking at like a like a three hundred and sixty p monitor or something. It was so much lower resolution than my uh, yes than the, the, than the Android that I had before. I think I had like what did, I think I went like Note. Four to the iPhone? No, they definitely. Like, like, why does this two-year-older Android have so much better of a screen than my new six million-dollar iPhone? Only until recently did the screen and the cameras of the iPhone even catch up. In fact, it was only even like with the with the camera itself. Like the camera only got on par really recently because, but then people thought it was otherwise because they all the apps would like like Snapchat, for example, would and every other like every other major app. Which yeah, so this is a good cap. one for for those of you who don't know about what went on here. Uh, Snapchat, the makers of Snapchat, essentially like they just really liked iPhones and they thought that Androids were really gay. So what they did was when you use Snapchat on an iPhone, it would use your camera like the normal camera app does, and it would use it to take pictures. And when you use Snapchat on an uh, Android, what it would do is it would pull the camera up and then instead of taking the picture and running it through your phone's processor, it would take a screenshot of what was on, <laughs> like what was it's on your, so uh, insane that they got away with that. Yeah. And they did this for years, years and they finally corrected it. And then it was like, Oh, it's too as late far, now. As far as I know, I, I thought they corrected it like 18 months ago or sometime like fairly recently. They probably but, did do it recently, but it's done now. Like no one's ever going to, like it's just no one uses Snapchat if they have uh, an yeah. Android phone. Yeah, so it's just this permanent meme, right? That Androids have like turbo shitty phones. It's just been uh, canonized into like popular culture. And it, I mean, there are obviously some Androids that have shitty phones, but there's also mm-hmm. like, you know, it's like at this point, every phone camera is a is a phone camera. If you're gonna pay twelve hundred dollars for a phone, it's gonna have a fucking good camera. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, the, there was a very the only thing that the iPhone really had going for it at the very beginning was uh is that you're, it's interoperable with all your items, and it of course has like the touchscreen, which the touchscreen was pretty much if it was not iPhone, the touchscreen sucked back then. Though I will say that the BlackBerry touchscreen phones used to have like feedback, like yeah, the vibration, nice. and that was really nice. And I really wish that they stuck with that. Um, I think they, I guess, all phones do that now. I don't really know if the iPhone does. But the actual UX of the iPhone makes you feel like there's feedback, even if it doesn't actually give you the vibration. But that vibration the coolest, okay, the, the coolest thing about the iPhone, hands down, uh, the one that I had had that 3D touch shit where they had like a layer of, uh, they had a layer of like pressure sensitive material between the screen and the digitizer. So like you could you could do like the the air quotes force touch where you basically would press down hard and it felt exactly like a physical button. And so you could you could have like three different options for anything you wanted to click on. You could have the tap, you could have the long press and you could have the hard press and they would all do different. Th- and it was just like such a I love that so freaking much, man. That was such a good feature. And then uh, no app developers used it. And they said, well, I guess we're doing away with this. And I was like, what the? F-? <laughs> and then oh, subsequent man. iPhones came out and they didn't have it. That, that was unironically. Oh, I didn't realize like, that. 
I didn't realize that they did that. They that was one of the cards. coolest things. One of the coolest features that just got totally uh, kicked to the wayside that I've ever used on any phone. And the other thing, origin. the the Apple, the Apple haptic feedback motor is so good. Like they they specifically developed a haptic motor that feels uh, like it can just vibrate really really quickly because they have a instead of using most people use like some sort of a spinner design right where they basically have a a motor a rotary motor that spins an uneven weight right so like you imagine if you put like uh in, it, on your car tires if you don't balance them you know how they wobble around and they vibrate yeah that's essentially what the standard android vibrate motor is uh, and there, there's like different versions of this right like maybe they're not all going to be like a wheel shape and they'll some will have like a weird uh like cam lobe based design but that's the basic principle behind it whereas the apple haptic motor essentially has like two solenoids that oscillate something like extremely quickly and they can do these really fast and then like they can make it vibrate really really quickly start up really quickly and then stop really quickly so it feels like it, it perfectly replicates if you were to press a physical button maybe not perfectly but like mm -hmm. it, it like i couldn't tell i when i was pressing the little center button on my iphone i legitimately thought that there was something going down and it felt like a really solid nice tactile button and i spent probably 30 minutes looking around like examining the creases on the phone because i thought that there had to be some sort of like crease in there where where the two sides were coming together because i thought i was literally pushing in a button i was mm. confused like i was i was sitting there in the store and all of these people were looking at me probably wishing that i was either going to buy something or like fuck off and i, I was just pressing the button over over and over and over again <laughs> gotta get that autism the autism put rest yeah I was, I was stimming out that, with the, the textile yeah i gotta stem out for sure but i i wound up that phone drove me crazy because like you know what on android if you want to go and you want to share like let's say you have a photo and you want to share it to an app you can mm -hmm. share it to any app right like there's yes. no restriction whereas iphones because of the weird like security that they have you can only share it to like a given handful of core apps which yeah that's is sort of like with their computers or with like which yeah they, they uh, do a bunch of weird stuff so it was just always a big pain in the ass to me because like anytime i would want to like go and share any content there was this big question of like is it even going to work and you had to do it that way because like it just it wouldn't connect like I couldn't just plug it into my computer and have it be normal. And then it, like if I wanted to go and try and navigate it on my computer, like what it, it just wouldn't like show you the file system unless you did all this other weird shit. And obviously mm -hmm. the file system exists and you can make it like you can make it appear to you if you want to like dicker around enough with the iPhone. But it's just such a big pain in the ass. And like it doesn't let you save things directly to your storage, right? Like you save the photos to the app. And if you like, let's say you want it in a different app, you have to like double save it. It's really. Oh, weird. I didn't know that. Yeah, so everyone uses like Mega or some other cloud storage to do this if they don't use. Oh, iCloud. is that what? Is that what the deal with Mega upload? Is that how that? That's, that's why everybody uses Mega is because it's literally like that's the workaround for Apple and all of this. Oh. Everything that I'm saying might be based on like seven years outdated knowledge, I guess. But this was yeah. But this is when Mega got really popular back then. I, yeah. I don't even know if Mega upload still exists. No, like, it, no, it still I, does. I've been thinking a lot about this type of thing recently, only because like I've for the company that I'm working for, I'm doing I'm writing about account abstraction for Ethereum and like blockchain shit. Because effectively they're trying to do this with all of like crypto wallets these days. And Ethereum wants to do this too. Um and so I've been reading a lot about the Apple UX stuff too, just because to see how like they were able to push the abstracting away a lot of those core components, which for most users is good. Um 
And for many users like myself, it right, be, like it's, it's, it's literally great for everyone except for me, who like on a regular day transmits like three gigabytes of files from his phone to his computer, right? Like yeah. if I have if I have some big project file that I need to go and move around, I don't carry around a thumb drive. I just use my phone. I just, plug, yeah. you know, like I'm just going to plug it in. So like the inability to do that on an iPhone was like super debilitating. And I could explain it to everyone and they would just say, why don't you use a thumb drive? And it's like, I, why would I, I bring could, a thumb drive? I could, I guess, but I, I already have this thing that has the memory and it's faster memory and I don't want to fucking, you know, it's just... Mm-hmm. Why don't you just, yeah, maybe, absolutely. Maybe I'm not. unreasonable. I don't some, know. No, some things are just not made for power users fundamentally. It's, I mean, like, I hate calling like, myself a power user because that yeah, makes yeah, me yeah. feel so gay. Nothing it does feel crazy gay. gay calling that yourself is an Android power user, right? Unfortunately, you are a power user. Uh, listen, I actually had a point in, the, in in my Android journey, I guess that we're going to call it that for the sake of whatever, um, and where I was changing the operating system or I was using like alternative operating systems so I can change like all the layouts and stuff. And that was everybody did. Well, because you had to do this right early Android. You had to like you had to root your phone and you had to do all Mm -hmm. this other like weird jailbreaky shit and flash your ROMs. And because it just shit just didn't work. Like if you didn't do this, your battery would last like four minutes. Yeah. So, I mean, this I thought that was a lot of fun. I think, and I actually I feel thought, like yeah, this, it, was, it was a lot of fun. It was definitely like I spent massive portions of my childhood, uh, like reinstalling phone software. Yeah, I think it's that was sick. Also, you could just do a lot of cool shit, and like, also you can feel like you were like super secret agent with your opsec. Like, yeah, I, I was going turbo hacker mode as I yeah. completely obliterated every security measure <laughs> that Samsung had ever put into the stock firmware. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's it's hard to go back, but I mean, this is. The thing is, like, with at least with Ethereum and the way that they're doing account abstraction, you in theory could actually make things more accessible to power users if you feel like enabling that kind of shit. But mostly, it's just going to hide things. It's kind of like with Brave in the wallet. Like all the things I'm used to be able to do, I can't do anymore. It's just annoying. I don't know. I, I as a as a nerd, I guess I fucking dislike improved user yeah, experience. Yeah, like anytime, anytime you tell uh, everybody that okay, you have. You have like three options now instead of three million. There's going to be like 85% of people who say like, yay, this is fucking awesome. Thank God. And there's going to be like 15% of people who like show up to your house with a gun. Yeah. It's like, why would you take this away from me? I liked it because I had this. Yeah. No, like, well, but, but every, every year I have to say every year, it seems like Apple and Android phones come closer and closer to parity. Like we're yes, pa- for sure. parity as in P A R I T Y, not P A R O D Y for those, uh, oh, for those of been, you wondering. That's a good but, pun. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, it's just it's just a situation now where like, I mean, I, I've been considering switching to an iPhone now just because like I love my Mac so much. Uh, I, I got an M1 MacBook Pro, the 16 inch one with the giga battery, and it's been the greatest purchase I have probably ever made in my life in terms of just like it, it's just a really fucking solid computer. And uh, I would switch to Mac for to an iPhone if. Um, I really don't really, there's honestly nothing that really makes me want to switch. Uh, I've already gotten past the, the need for like playing iMessage games and whatever. It's not the iMessage games, but it's the fact that like, I could just, you know, having, having basically like seamless interaction between the files on your phone and your computer and being able to send stuff over really quickly. Like right now, if I want to get phone, if I want to get files off of my phone and put them onto 
the MacBook, it is a really fucking convoluted. Like I literally use I I use Dropbox or like I use a oh, phone. No, so, just do what I do what I do. I just, I just make a Telegram notes channel. I made like a Telegram channel for only me. And I send shit back and forth to myself via the Telegram channel. That's actually a way better idea. Well, it's I mean, very, I guess that's still, that's still like cloud storage now that I'm thinking of it. But how how much can that handle? Like, can that do like a 90 gig full file transfer? I've done full video. Huh. Well, I guess full videos are usually like five gigs or something, right? I'm talking. Oh, like, I've never uh, done 90 gig. I've never I've never done more than like. Because I'm I'm saying like maybe. if I if I now have my camera that records in like 8K like 60 oh yeah that one you can't do right yeah so I I have these big ass files all over the place and I'm trying to figure out what to do with them and it's just so I I plug them in and you need some sort of like Android file transfer thing and it's one of those apps that has like a 1.9 star rating and all of the ratings are either <laughs> like this works perfectly it's so awesome thanks guys or what the fuck bro like it doesn't even start like the app you click the button and nothing happens <laughs> and oh, that's no. and it, that's just what happens for me right there's no there appears to be no app that's going to work for my specific Samsung to move files over onto the Mac which is just like it's absurd to me. Like the idea that I have a thing that I can plug into my computer. And it's a thing that like, I know if I plug this into like a Linux machine or I plug this into a uh, Windows You'll computer, read it for sure. It, yeah, I can instantly read it and it can show me like all of the full file system. Everything is there, but you plug it into a Mac and it just like gets confused. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, I don't understand. Are they You're, doing I this? I don't understand poor. I, don't, I can't, we can't, we yeah, can't yeah, yeah. convert like, this from poor. So I, I literally <laughs> think, I literally think this is like a built-in, like a gimp that Mac has done. It's absolutely built-in. To get me to try and buy an iPhone. And it's like, it's basically working, right? Because this single thing is enough of an inconvenience that like all of the other shit that pisses me off about iPhones is like, it's pretty minimal in comparison, right? Like, Mm. what what really at this point are my complaints with iPhone? like oh the files is the, the you have to double save shit and it's like i guess but i'm i'll just fucking buy like a one terabyte phone or something like who yeah now <laughs> that you have the terabyte phones point, it does make it really hard to complain about shit yeah yeah now that i'm like oh well i have a terabyte of memory so i mean i have i got the google pixel again but i, I did actually genuinely was was going to get the iphone 13 or whatever the fuck it was um However, they don't. They, they don't seem like they're too bad. Well, the the iPhone. Uh, I, I guess whichever one was the one that had the when they finally went to the 120 hertz refresh rate. This is like my my big gay tech nerd thing. I think I, my screen is faster than that though. I I can't go back to a 60 hertz screen on like anything. Um, uh, I my my eyes are too fast, bro. Yeah, my, eyes, too fast. my 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 optical refresh rate is just too high. I can't go no, I see everything stuttering and jumping around and I have uh this is funny actually because I yeah, film, I have a I film half of my rate, YouTube you know? videos in like 24p, right? So I uh I'm I'm lying to you is what I'm doing. I'm <laughs> Oh, I'm no, deceiving no. you. Yeah, no, the, mine's a 120 fresh rate. I yeah, I thought it was yeah. higher. And my friend was spazzing about it, but I think he had the iPhone before they did the 120. So he was his, he's like, your phone's so fast. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. This is just one. <laughs> this is how it came out. The it box. looks. It really looks so much better. Like out of every, and this is the thing with phones, right? Is they haven't done anything in like five, six, maybe mm-hmm. ten even years. Like at this point, every time a new phone comes out, I'm just it's like... It's the same fucking phone. Right. It's, it's exactly the same thing. There's more memory, yeah. which I like. And, and all you get is a reset on your battery life. Not even well, it's, <laughs> it's at the point now where like the meme is totally true about how all of our software development has been used uh, and burned up exclusively in the endless pursuit of 
mitigating all hardware advances, right? So that everything stays exactly the same. So we get we, every year we get better hardware and every year our software developers say, oh, we can add more poorly optimized features. And then every year <laughs> it remains exactly as fast as the previous year. And there are there are little jumps, right? Like when we instantly get the new processors and the, the devs haven't had time to like fuck them up yet, everyone's like, oh, they're so fast. And then like six months later after enough updates have been pushed and yeah. they have decided to allocate I'm I'm using I'm doing air quotes after they have decided on proper RAM allocation, then suddenly everything has slowed down and everyone is uh right back to where we started. Fucking software devs. They're the devil. They're the they're the fucking they're the um they're like the chaos fucking um like cultists in like that are like worshiping elder gods and worshiping the year. This is a thing with engineers, right? I'm sick of them. uh, I'm sick of the fucking software devs. There's there's just gonna be a level of pragmatism that you're gonna have to deal with. And this is the same thing with like this is the same thing with realistically all engineers. I mean you get the same thing with uh like mechanical engineers where people are always saying, Oh like I would totally be willing to pay like three times more for a product that never broke. Like why does nobody design that? And it's because everybody who says that is lying. (laughs) Right. Like none yes. of the people who say that shit ever actually go out and buy the really expensive, durable projects or products because uh, I mean, well, I, I don't know why they do it, but they just don't. Right. Like it's it's one of those things that like the market has borne out time and time again. There's all of these companies that start themselves up with the uh, the philosophy of just making that thing that lasts forever. And it's like it's a little bit hard to do because you have to demonstrate somehow that you actually last forever. Because you, you like in order to command the premium, you have to have something to back it up, right? And how do you how do you when prove new, to everybody that you can actually last three times longer? That's a good point. Especially if you're new, it's never been seen before. Yeah, you're like this then, new guy, you, and it's like this is one. If you're like a product in a weird niche internet community, like this happens all the time with uh, you know like car parts, motorcycle parts, where you have you have like one wear item that the community knows. Like, oh, this is the weak link in the chain. Like, if your bike goes down, it's going to be this part. And some guy comes in. His name his name is like Big Rick Henry Ford. Sorry. Yeah, Henry, Henry Ford, Big Rick, all these guys, they come in. They have a website that looks like it was designed in 1992. And you go in and you call the number and you order this part. They say, yeah, we just ran off another batch of 50 and they ship you one by UPS ground. And then it comes and you have a part that is like eight times more durable than the stock version. And people are willing to pay a fuck ton for stuff like this. But there's like 12 of the people who are willing to pay for it. Yes. Right. So Unfortunately, you, you can do it. You can do it. But like, you know, yeah, you're not like you're not really chasing a big market segment. And the people who chase like tiny market segments like this, uh, you know, they tend not to be like that, that uh, great of designers or engineers. Right. It's like the same thing with and God, God forbid me this one. This one's going to summon the fucking storm onto me, man. But uh-oh, this uh-oh. is like with the gun community. Right. You're about to get it's, it's actually an extremely small community of engineers. And, uh, you know. There have no, historically I mean, been some good ones, but the majority, like, you know how, wait, I don't know how, how into guns you've gotten, but there's a lot of times where you, you're looking at stuff and you're just like, why is this still this way? Or like, why do we do this? Why? Surely there's a better way. And then you like find the better way on a different gun. And you're like, why doesn't this other gun just implement, you know, cause like it, basically every gun that's released has some sort of problem. And yeah. you're like, why has nobody just thought to make one that doesn't have any problems. (laughs) And and, uh, there's, there's obviously going to be some complications, right? Like you can't make a, you can't make an AR in like a really cool caliber because uh, 
they, they made it too small for like really really big bullets yeah. right yeah so like the 762 by 39 you can fit them into a standard ar-15 and it will shoot but you have to hollow out the back bolt so much that it winds up getting like much less durable and there's a lot less wall thickness and like you can use better materials and you can radius the uh you can radius the locking lugs better so you can like reduce stress risers some to mitigate the issue but it will never be as durable as if you had just used the the caliber that was chambered in mm-hmm. and so this is one of those things that needs like a platform change. And like, I'm not, I'm not yelling at Eugene Stoner because like 16 years down the line, I'm yelling at him. Fuck that guy. 60 years down Fucking the line, bitch. we can't put like this obscure <laughs> communist cartridge into his gun seamlessly. Right? Like this is not his problem. I'm going to spit um, on his grave. Dude. I, <laughs> the, the five, five, six is just, you know, I, I'm a very big, I've, I've always been a five, five, six hater. I'm literally, I'm on the team with the boomers who are all saying, Oh, it just pokes holes in them, man. It just, there's no way you could kill it. This is a varmint cartridge. I've never <laughs> shot anyone with this. I've never been to war, but I've read enough. I've read enough forum posts by people who sign off as Bob the veteran to know <laughs> that 556 five, will never stand my ground, right? They it will never do anything. It might as well be a 22 long rifle, and I am, I am totally defenseless. If I'm caught with only an AR 15, it's I am you. fucked, right? Somebody, imagine you come to a gunfight and you've got, you have a uh, five-five-six, right? This tiny, mm. tiny little bullet, right? Imagine the Giga Chad, right? The Giga Chad. Uh, she's a she's a five-foot-three woman. She shows mm-hmm. up. She shows five up with a Ruger LC nine. A she's Ruger LC nine. Female officer, blonde. Uh, it's her first day on the on the job. Yeah, and she, comes and she shows up, and you have three times the gunpowder, but her bullet has four times the cross-sectional area, and she shoots you three times, and you it's, die instantly, right? You die. You, she shoots you, you empty the, you empty the full times. round into her. You just, keep, <laughs> you just keep dumping, man. You keep dumping round after round into her body, and they just pass through seamlessly. They mm. go in one side and out the other, and she doesn't even flinch. She just three rounds, though, and you are down for the count with that ferocious nine millimeter Luger. And that's all because you decided to reach for your uh, license registration a bit too fast, and you scared her. So this is just should be a lesson to you. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't looked at the statistics on female cops lately. Oh the, no, no, that's like female cops are the ones who you get shot by. Yeah, I, I, I remember it being something absurd. Like, getting, yeah. it, it was something like female cops are like eight times more likely to like shoot people or something like that. Yeah, it's like it's like significantly more because they can't overpower them, right? Because like dudes yeah. have. A so little that's more. the thing is, if if you have no other alternative methods of escalation, you then like suddenly you have to shoot people a lot. Yeah, so it's basically like. There's that Sam Hyde skit about about like you know, I can't I'm not gonna recreate it, but he just uh, not even skits. It's like from his YouTube channel. He's just like, oh, if there's a female officer, just fucking run, like just fucking gun on the floor, put your hand on your head. It's fucking over for you, dude. <laughs> but yeah, like he's like, you're going to get shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you just don't even bother. I really don't understand. I mean, this is one of those things that like. Uh, it sh- it should to me be a really easy sell to normies that like you, you for that reason alone you shouldn't have female cops because yeah of, I feel like it should be obvious I don't because know why of the they... extreme increase in like fatalities or like, you the can other have thing is limited I mean, female also, cops like, and use them for specific purposes like a sexual response so like a woman can have a female yeah cop. yeah I can understand I, that or something 
Yeah, but you, I, I mean, that's the other danger, right? Like, if you're a female cop, like, that's part of the reason you're shooting everybody is because, like, if you lose, you get raped because you're that's it's awesome. a criminal, right? Like, no. and the, the average yeah. criminal, like, this is this is basically, like, you know. Basically, yeah, we just don't need female cops. I'm going to be honest with you. I think, I think everyone's, like, maybe they could take away, like, male nurses. Then there's no male nurses, no female Yeah, we can do Title IX for, like, professions, right? We have I'm to perfectly take away, okay with that We have that to switch. take away one. Th- there are so many universities that have weird shit like this. Like, they will have, uh, because they have, like, a, a male rowing team, but no female rowing team. They'll have, like, a female tennis team, but no male tennis team. Like, you have to go one for one for sports. That's offering. wild. It's really dumb. I, well, I guess there's a few. I mean, no male volleyball. I can we can we'll give it a male volleyball and male gymnastics if you give it a female basketball or something. It's just one of those <laughs> things where like it should it should in any sort of reasonable world be allowed to just sort itself out naturally. Like if there's a demand for the team, it should just come into existence. Like if there's a demand for the team and there's funding for the team, it should just be allowed as opposed well, to this weird. weird because like for for example like at my school our soccer team the female soccer team is like really really good and like a lot of the world cup winners from because like the u.s women's soccer wins a lot um whereas like our male soccer barely ever qualifies yeah, the, for the obvious soccer reason, team doesn't do anything right for obvious reasons because like you know just the level of competition for female soccer is just not as high um but then so they, and a lot of them come from like specific schools and like you don't ever watch, no one ever at those schools watches those teams, but those school systems like create the best female soccer players, and then they end up winning World Cups. So it's kind of like it's weird how that worked out. I don't know. There's not. I don't think there's like a a huge financial incentive because it's not like the world, the U.S. is like soccer, whatever division thing is particularly like flustered cash. Yeah, so. I didn't think it was like the most lucrative sport. It's definitely. I'm, not. Always, I'm always so confused about. The the argument over like gender pay in sports where people will say like, oh, like we, we should split the we should split the men's payout and give it to the women and stuff like that. And I've always been like, what is the what's the serious argument for this? No, there is not. Actually, there was. a So there's actually a thing that I've seen that the, the reason why women make I mean, they were to make less anyway. But the reason why they're making extreme like a, a significantly amount far less is because they when they were given the option, when the WNBA was created, like a little bit afterwards, they were told they can do either like pay like a portion of seats and sales and stuff, or they could do like straight, um, like a, a stable income. And, and they, they chose the salary, the, obviously. Yeah, the right? salary, yeah. And now that there's actually more demand, they're trying to go back on it and it's not gonna, and that's what's making the and issue. Yeah, and it's not going to work because they signed up to this thing specifically, and the people. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, it's like if you if you decide to, uh, you go in, you sign on as a salesman, and you say, "Yeah, man, like I want to waive my full base salary and go one hundred percent commission," and they're like, "Sure," and then you do it, and they give you an increased commission rate to compensate for this, and then you don't make any sales. And then you say, man, I want to go back. I want a base salary now. Then they're going to be like, well, (laughs) I don't know, man. I think think we're probably going to chill. Yeah, like they 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 clucked themselves on this one, and but it's and it happened recently. I think actually, it wasn't even like it happened like fifty years ago. I think it happened like the last. Like I knew, I knew as soon as you were telling me what the two options were, like how this Uh story was going to go. Like I knew everything from that. Yeah, so they kind of played themselves, and because they kept complaining about the whatever they actually have a little bit more demand not like a lot of demand but they're making enough money 
like the the teams are making enough money to pay them more, but it's because they chose to do their pay differently because of the last time that they had a big uproar about female pay. So yeah. they, they kind of did it. They kind of shot themselves in the foot twice in like the same 20 year span. Yeah, that so makes sense. Goes. So it goes. That's what you get for fucking up. You get played. I don't know. It's, I, I, I still remember this one really ridiculous conversation that happened between uh, two of my relatives as we were at like a holiday dinner where they, they started arguing about uh, what the girl was basically arguing that the there was no reason to believe that the U.S. women's soccer team couldn't beat the U.S. men's soccer team. <laughs> and the guy was arguing like, uh, well, the U.S. women's soccer team lost to the U.S. like men's like U14 Olympics team. So that's a reason. And <laughs> that's a pretty good reason right there alone. And they were there was just this way. Well, that was a scrimmage. And it, it was like it, it is, I guess. But like, that's still like. Yeah, yeah, no fuck it. I mean, like, you could play a scrimmage against the NBA, like, was, like any NBA team, and you're just not going to make a single point. I just don't understand how people feel the need to have this argument. Like, why feel the need to claim that men and women are exactly equal at literally everything, right? Like, and this is this is one of those things that, like, it seems like everybody in the workforce and everybody pre-college doesn't really like they think, oh, that's stupid. Nobody would ever think that. But on a college campus, I, I went around and I like asked people this because I had to do this for one report. I had to ask like 300 people whether they thought men or women were stronger. And it was something absurd, like 50 percent of women thought that men and women were like equally as strong. Yeah, no, I've heard I've you know, when you talk to people, they think that you just got to get offline. But no, I've definitely been told to my face. Like by like women like six eight inches shorter than me, that they are as strong or stronger than me. Back this is back when well, I was like. So little... they never said this was the interesting thing. Was I would ask them this, and then I would say, "Do you think you're stronger than me?" And then they would go, "Well, no, but like there's a woman who is." And I was like, "Yeah, there's like some attractive women." Right, I mean, at right. The time, it's, I like, like it's the same thing. With, it's the same thing with like the movie thing, right? Where people say like, "Oh, like." uh there's definitely like this big, strong, like epic girl boss who like never cries or feels bad or shows any emotion. She's like a big Terminator, but she's like a, a woman. And you're like, oh, interesting. So uh, can you point to any examples? And they're like, uh, and the only examples they have are like movie characters. And you realize yeah. that like this is actually like, you know, because most of the time people do like their machine learning based off of what happens in real life. Right. But we're now mm -hmm. at the point of like total media saturation where people are actually like creating entire stereotypes just because of things that have been repeated as like a media trope, but things that don't actually happen in real life. Oh, so, I mean, this is like how people talk about Wakanda like it's a real place. Like, I mean, like genuine, like I've, if you go in the street or like, I don't know, there's been like a very weird push ever since they like started doing the whole uh, salutes, like presidents and like congressmen started doing the Wakanda salute or like. There's been like this like Afrofuturism, but like it being real as opposed to being like an app. I don't know. So is it very, like is it like Hyperborea essentially? It's like, like Hyperborea, have, yeah. Hyperborea exactly. is like the Nazi equivalent of uh, the the Wakanda. Wakanda. Yeah, yeah. It's literally yeah. It's like so a lot of black people are having their Hyperborea Wakanda moment, and it's very strange. I thought that was a huge like. I thought that was like a Nazi meme that black people are like doing Wakanda salutes. No, they're legit doing that. Um, not like, you know, not like down the, when you're walking down the street, but there's absolutely people doing Wakanda suits regularly. I mean, you see it like there's like a whole school team like the Wakanda with the like if you um forgot what they're called. There's like a, a really popular high school basketball team that has like the Wakanda like um necklace on their yeah. jerseys. And like, you know, you see athletes do it and you see like Congress like and like rappers and shit like people do it like 
with some regularity, not like it's happening on the street or anything. Um, but yeah, it's very, it's, I mean, like, but at the same time, there's on Twitter, everyone talks about hyperborea. So, you know, you gotta, it's roughly the same. Behavior. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm I'm not I'm not out here like laughing at them and saying this is so ridiculous, but it's more of a no. thing of like. But this is the thing that's happening. This in is all the equivalent, fastest, right? Yeah, yeah, it's like, the equivalent. They have that. They have the thing with the women, where they're like all looking at like Gone Girl or some shit. There's like everyone's on some like weird like hyper reality. Uh, yeah, we, we've all got our own like we've essentially replaced all of our uh, like tribal folklore with just like weird gay made up media yeah, stories. Yeah. Basically, yeah. I mean, like this in, is kind of instead of like telling your kids some some like Roman tragedy. Now we're going out and doing it with uh, Gone Girl. That's so cringe. Oh my god, everything's so. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe this is <laughs> it's true though. I mean, my <laughs> my belief is essentially that people will create the mythos that they that they want, right? Uh-huh. Like this is this is the nature of cultures overall. Is that they're going to go out and. You know, in the same way that like if you if you go to Asia or something, you're going to find that they have like an extremely iterative culture, uh, generally like super low openness. And this lends itself to a lot of like weird cultural quirks. Yeah. That you don't really get with a lot of other places. And, you know, like every I don't think that every culture just like came randomly. Right. Like, I don't think, you know, like I I think a culture is like the result of the people who made it. You can Are probably add out like the big five personality traits of like all of the different races and wind up figuring out, okay, this, this is why you would create a culture like this or this or yeah, this. Absolutely, or this. Yeah. And like, if you look at the g- similar groups of people all over the world, you find, okay, they tend to create similar governments, right? Yeah. No, I think there's, there's definitely something to be said about like, there's a reason why a lot of the, the cultural outputs are the way they are. I mean, you have like, I mean, even like, you know, doing the Asian, uh, let's say American con- like contrast, right? Like we say like the, uh, you know the the low openness iterative culture will create like high levels of ritual um behavior you get that's why you got a lot, a lot of the ritual religions like shintoism and stuff and then ours and we have the, high the, best, openness. the best semiconductors and the best semiconductors exactly you get them you get the germans you the, end up with the weirdest like thing is like they, german beer laws and and, yeah. and I, I am constantly surprised by the similarities between the german people and the japanese I, I keep going back to like thinking about that and thinking about like their weird, their weird autistic similarity. Their, sorry, the similarity of their weird autism. Yes. And it's also, it's also funny because they both have the same kind of like blow off type of weird fetishy kinky thing. Right. Yeah. Like there's, like, there's both, there's both definitely a weird sense of like repression. Yeah. And they have the, both have the weird sexual blow off and like, and they have like the weird red light districts and like strange fetishes, it, well, but like on the surface they're super like autist. That's very. Yeah. It's mm, maybe they are the same people. Mm. There is it's, it's, a, it's a really shocking space. level of similarity for the two people who are like as physically distinct as they are. Mm-hmm. I mean that's why they teamed up. You know yep. that's why they teamed up, and you know we saw what happened. Versus like you know the U.S. we have we're like a high openness culture uh i'd say we're high we're low conscientiousness high openness middle levels of extroversion i'd say we're probably pretty high extroversion yeah we're probably overall Global, yeah, yeah. we're probably pretty high like yeah, if, you, if, you go, if you go and visit any other country uh they know you're an american because you're oh, loud of how much we, yeah, definitely. yeah we are loud and smiley and 
and they all they always comment on how we say hi to everyone. Good meme is basically friendly but retarded, right? Yeah, friendly retarded. So we're like low, lower neuroticism, low conscientiousness. But we also make the best shit. So well, not the best shit, but like most of the shit. So maybe not low, low conscientiousness. This was the so, big. Yeah. Ta- this is the big takeaway, right? If you travel long enough, you wind up saying, "Actually, I am totally fine living in America." America's like, pretty lit. All, all of the trad memes about how I should go live in like Ukraine or Korea or some other, you know, like literally anywhere else at this point. Literally like, everywhere uh, else sucks. I don't, I don't know. And I also, don't. like as much as you know, it's it's easy to look outside and go, "Oh, that place is kind of cool." You know, it's also easy to look inside the U.S. and be like, I would never live in like 48 of these fucking states. These that place is garbage. But the fact that we have that many options, you know, you know we've already, got quite a few options. And the big thing, the big options. thing really that just constantly comes back to shock me is like when I hear people's salaries in Europe or like I ask Europeans how much they make for what they do. I'm always like, what the fuck? Like yeah. you're you're getting paid like as much as a janitor to do like high level technical work. What are you doing? Un- unacceptable. It's just absurd, right? Like people people. Oh yeah, I'm a senior software dev, and it's like you make thirty two, thirty two thousand air quotes euros, <laughs> whatever the fuck euros. I don't know how much those are worth. But well, nowadays they're not worth shit. So when I was working for a euro company, I was doing it because I was arbitraging how much higher the euro is per. To the dollar at the time, it was like a during Corona, it was like one twenty or something. Uh, one dollar is one twenty, or one twenty dollars is one one euro. So when I was getting my salary, I was like, I'm getting like an extra ten twenty percent off this fucking working remote thing. Uh, and then uh, thanks to Ukraine and all that Russian shit, the euro became below parity, and I was like, okay, this is not going to work for me anymore. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All the perk is gone. Now. It's one thing when the euro is worth like four U.S. dollars, but when it's worth yeah. uh, like one U.S. dollar, you're kind of like, ah, dude, I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know, dude. This is this is just not hitting, you know, because, like, you know, OK, you make like, I don't know what I was making from them specifically, but I, I can't remember anymore. But it was it was something like, you know, upper upper mid, like the t- t- tens, like, you know, maybe like on paper, I think it was 70,000 or something like that. But that's a lot more when you have an additional 20 percent. You know, yeah. you're like, okay, all right, we're vibing. This is, uh, we're chilling, you know? I'll do whatever the fucking silly Euro task I'm up to. Um, it's funny, it's funny that you got, got like, like reverse inflation, right? You got like, got you, got, you suffered like triple inflation because not only did, not only did the Euro deflate versus the dollar, but the dollar deflated versus the dollar. <laughs> oh, bro, don't tell me about it, dude. I, that's what, I got fucking so cucked this year, dude, financially because of this. Now I try. I thought I was so smart too. I was like, I'm gonna, take, I'm gonna play the arbitrage. I'm gonna work at a European company. <laughs> it's gonna pay me so much more. I was so smart for like eight months, and also I was like, oh, hey, as an addict perk, as an added perk, I get like forty five vacation days, and I gotta go to Europe every once in a while for meetings. I was like, this is great, and it was great until it was very much not great. Yeah, and the re- economy reversed, and I got like punched in the face all at once. So fuck you, Zelensky. That's what I say. And Biden and all whomever else is fucking up the things. Anyway, this is all to say um, Europe sucks. Don't go there. It's good. It's like if you you retired trip that she's been having around everywhere has been really interesting because like there's a lot of stuff that I agree with her on on her takes. But like the one thing that she said about uh, so she said French people don't deserve the stereotype they get for being bitches. Or for being like really being rude, and it's like okay, French people overall are fine, but you have to go to Paris and you have to talk to people. 
Like the the last generation of uh, Parisians have not been that bad, but you have to talk to people who are like above the age of 40. When you go talk to Parisians above the age of 40, you will suddenly, I should say white Parisians at this point, because there's there's a bunch of random like Arab immigrants at this point. Like they'll, (laughs) I mean, I, I went and I, the last time I was in uh, Paris, it, it was just like totally unrecognizable to how it was the first time I went. The first time I went, it was just like, I was like, oh, this is like a, a European city. And then it was like, this is uh, the Middle East. Like what? Yeah, no, I know that in the last 10 years, it's been completely, ever since like, I don't know what the, the impetus was, but in the last 10 years, it's com- I know it's completely different. But yeah. I know like back in, yeah, Paris absolutely deserved every ounce of shit. It got it, all those stereotypes, it deserved all of it. No, and yeah, like those, those older guys were huge dickheads, man. And like, it, you could try and speak French and they, they would just they fuck they wouldn't like you it. too, right? Yeah, like the, the younger guys at least would say like, oh, well, he's like making an effort. This is, uh, he's, you know, he's, he's not being a huge dick to us. Uh, but the older guys, no, dude. That's the thing, like, like most countries you go to, like especially in Europe, if you try to speak their language, they'll like work with you. Plus they also know English a bit. So you yeah. guys can like finagle it. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You can, French you can used make to be like, work. You speak English, they would like spit in your face. You speak French. They're like, you're, you can't speak French. Fuck you. I don't want to. Yeah. They're like, yeah, there was no winning. (laughs) It was absolutely no winning. They were really, really, they were really big pains in the ass. Yeah. That's why I see as a, as a, my Latin blood memory makes me like Spain. I could, I could never live in Spain unless I was retired. If I was retired, I could probably. If I was retired, yeah, they just don't do anything is a big thing. Like Spain and Italy, the, it's so weird how, uh, cause I have some Italian vendors at work and they just. You know, there'll be like, it's around Christmas time. There's like a six week period where they're just gone. And like, you can try and get in contact (laughs) with it. There's just nobody at the office for like this whole, whole like month and a half. And you're like, can, are we, are we going to get parts? Are they going to, is this order going to get filled? Like, is any, that was the weirdest thing for me when working with the Euro company, like your boss or whomever would just bounce for like six weeks. And you're just like, and like, just like, oh, I'm going on a holiday. And you're like, okay. And it's like legitimately like a month that they're yeah. gone. And you're Which, like, like, I mean, that, that sounds awesome to be able to do. And I guess like, this is, this is the thing, right? Is you can, uh, you can go take your random six week vacations if you are willing to take a 60% pay slash. Yeah. And like, you know, you can back, Europe's relatively cheap in most places. Like you can get around doing shit in Europe fairly cheap. So I, I yeah, I mean, it. the place is cheap overall, but in terms of like, there's still a yeah, bunch no, of weird yeah. there's still a bunch of weird export shit that's so much more fucking expensive. Like you can get better food for cheaper and like basic cost of life local good stuff, but when you're buying uh you know, when you're it's, it's not like cars are adjusted for the pay there, right? Yeah, no they're not. Yeah. That's the other thing. So they like, do have smaller weird. shittier cars that just cost less, but it's not like And motorcycles. The, yeah, the, the equivalent cars still cost like the same. Yes, I'm, I I did think it was weird that they have ubiquitous electric motorcycles and we don't have those. And I feel like it would be really useful. When he gets older, he won't sound like this anymore, right? 